0: First, we had an extraordinarily strong rebound from the depths of the pandemic recession that boosted demand, but it pushed overall inflation up to nearly 8%. And second, the pandemic particularly stimulated the demand for housing as people were first forced, and now many choose, to work from home. So a lot of people wanted bigger houses. And third, we've been undersupplying this housing market for a decade, and supply chain kinks are slowing new construction. So the result of this collision between rising demand and limited supply and rents just took off.
1: Why have rents in Florida specifically risen at the fastest rate in the United States?
0: Yeah, you know, that is a bit surprising, but we've had one of the strongest rebounds in job growth in the whole country, and our population is growing much faster than the U.S., and we have a big influx of people moving into Florida from other states.
1: I was surprised that Miami and Orlando had some of the Biggest jumps in rental rates because, and we talked about this last week, both of those metro areas lost population last year. So I'm confused with a smaller population. I would have expected maybe slower rental gains.
0: Yeah, you know, it is surprising and seemingly contradictory, Nicole, but what's happened is that the recovery process has been uneven across the country, and especially in places like Miami and Orlando. You know, we've talked about this K-shaped recovery process that has meant that even though total population growth was negative in Miami and Orlando, most of the households experienced big gains in income and in purchasing power. And that translated into higher housing demand. So you're probably wondering, where did the people come from then? You know, what happened was it was a decline in the average size of a household as people no longer needed to have as many roommates and many children moved out of their parents' houses.
1: Is there anything that can be done to slow the rise in rents with that in mind? I mean, for example, recently, Orange County Commissioner Emily Benilla she called for a 5% cap on rate increases for rents. Can these type of policies work that way? Do they restrain rents?
0: You know, sure. I mean, these types of rent controls can arrest rising rents in the short term, Nicole, but they have unintended consequences. Rent controls discourage new construction and they restrict the supply of rental units and they ultimately make matters much worse.
1: What else, if anything, can be done about soaring rents then?
0: Well, they're caused by excess demand. You know, in the near term, rising interest rates and that slowing economy are going to restrain housing demand. Now, obviously, depressing the economy is not the proper solution. But in the short run, we're probably at the peak of rising rental rates. Small comfort, I know. What we need are policies to stimulate the supply of housing in general and affordable housing apartments in particular.
1: Yes, I, I remember we've talked about policies to do that, like um, increasing density and subsidies for affordable housing. Yeah,
0: you know, Nicole, we know what to do. We just haven't aggressively pursued policies to expand the supply of housing and affordable housing in particular. You know, to do so, we will need to have much higher densities. We're going to have to require them in targeted and appropriate areas for that kind of higher density. Other policies to make units more affordable include, you know, waiving some or all of the impact fees for higher density affordable projects, Nicole, these fees alone add $25,000 on average to each and every unit in most jurisdictions across Central Florida. We need to incentivize and permit construction of smaller units, which will also make them more affordable.